where like he's really debauched and, and Satan gets into his heart, but it's because he's so cool. That turns out to be untrue of most of the things he's claiming to be doing. And I, I don't have all of the research in front of me, but I suspect the thing of like being raised on robbery with your dad's car all shot up might, might fall in that category. Okay. So, so far we've learned that Mike's mother died when he was relatively young. Mm -hmm. His Dad then shacks up with this harlot who sucks. Named Millie. Named Millie. And then we get the backstory that his dad was some gangster Tommy Gunn Dick Tracy guy. Yes. I was glad Millie was gone now. I didn't want her there if they were going to talk about my real mother. She was the only one that ever cared about me. After she was hurt in the car accident, nothing was ever the same again. My dad was always running around with other women, and the day before mother died, I overheard them arguing and mother crying after he slammed out of the house. I could still remember what he said. You go to hell. If I want to run around with cute little chicks, that's my business. Cute little chicks. I hope that what you've heard so far is amply demonstrating to you one of my favorite things about this book, which is that the dialogue is incredibly expository. What are you going to do, Kappa see? Meh. I saw Dad and Millie in an alley holding each other close. The next day I asked Joey, one of my friends at school, about her and had gotten an earful. You mean that 19-year-old girl that had a baby two years ago? What? (laughs) Like if someone was like, hey, Mike, do you know a woman named Sarah? And you'd be like, you mean that 33-year-old woman that started a podcast three years ago with me? That's like how in movies, whenever two people are brothers, in the dialogue in the first five minutes, they have to be like, we're brothers. Yeah. (laughs) You're my brother. The thing that brothers constantly say to each other. So after his dad's funeral, that's our establishing scene, Mike goes to live with his aunts, and this is his first exposure to the church. Okay. And he writes, they both belonged to the local evangelical church, and they were staunch, rock-hard members with an evangelistic streak that wouldn't quit. They beat me verbally as hard as Millie had beaten me physically, and they made me feel that almost everything I did and thought was a sin, which it probably was. But I didn't mind. Matter of fact, it was kind of good having someone care that much about me again. So his aunts are abusive, but he's okay with it because at least they're sort of noticing that he exists. They're showing they care. I mean, I feel like there is also within this kind of status quo of Christian culture in the United States, often a very strong component of obedience like just that the children are are required to be completely obedient to whatever their parents want them to do because Christ believes in hierarchies according right. to this this approach basically and i find that i don't i just i i want to highlight that i guess because mm. i think that's a that's part of what we're talking about as we talk about these culture wars I have nothing to add. That was very insightful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. See, I'm kind of, I'm trying to like set up little golf balls for you to take cracks at because you know what you're talking no, about. No, Okay. <laughs> I got nothing. So he's with them briefly, but then he's sent to live with his half-sister and her husband. And we have two pieces of concerning news. First of all, they live in San Bernardino, California. So he's going out west. to the West Coast, which is very dangerous. The devil's direction. And... They're Catholics. Ooh. Wait, why is that bad? I thought that, that I thought that would be lit because they're all about Satan. No? Mike, you're you're a good Protestant boy. Don't you understand that according to some people, apparently Catholics are like not worshiping God at all. They're just 
doing something else. I feel like we don't have like ethnic whites on the West Coast. I don't understand. This is why it's dangerous to go to California where these like offensive distinctions cease to have meaning. That's the thing. I grew up Protestant, but I don't remember hearing anything about Catholics my entire upbringing or anything about different denominations at all. My parents would just be like, oh yeah, they have like different administrative structures. They have like deacons <laughs> instead of like archbishops or whatever. Like we never got any of this growing up. I feel like your parents are like genuinely good people and that's probably Probably I know, that's, a big I, part of this also. That's the problem. <laughs> so he's sent to live with the Catholics. Mm-hmm. It was difficult to see that they were Christians because they didn't shout and clap their hands. And I never did make the connection with the Lord or his spirit from which all the liturgical tradition originated and to whom all of it was intended to direct the celebrant's heart. No, I saw the rituals only for their own sake. And so they had a different effect on me. I dug the chanting and the outward appearance and the emotional, almost sensual experience they created in me. Okay. He's getting, you know, he's kind of dipping his toe in Catholicism, which, and I feel like we're supposed to be feeling some trepidation around this. Chekhov's Catholicism. Yes. (laughs) Gradually, my interest began to focus on the mysticism of the church. When I walked into the chapel, seeing the impressive appointments, the stained glass windows, the gleaming altar, the image of Mary the images of the saints, the high ceiling, the dimness with candles flickering, the old dark plush carpeting, the polished woodwork. I feel like you're just like aging and shriveling and desiccating and blowing (laughs) away as I'm reading you this list of things in a church. And above all this, the finely chiseled feature of Jesus on the cross. And when I knelt as the others knelt in that utter silence, my skin prickled, cold chills trickled from my scalp and along my spine and my heart 